KALA and St. Ambrose University sports fans, welcome back to yet another episode of KALA HD2 106.1's Schistel Speaks Sports. I am your host, Ryan Schistel. I can't believe I'm already saying this, but it is December 1st, 2022. It has been pretty cold outside these past few days, and you can definitely feel that winter is coming to the Quad Cities area with a full head of steam. It seems like it's going to be a very vicious winter of just cold weather. really hasn't snowed too much lately, though, so who knows if we're truly going to see any major snowfalls before Christmas time truly rolls around. Personally, not the biggest fan of snow, but... Come winter break, come Christmas time, you know, I'm, I'm never going to complain about snow just because it, it seems like it should be a Christmas tradition. In today's episode, it includes women's volleyball, track and field, and basketball for both the men's and women's teams. It should be a pretty good episode, so let's jump right into the action, starting with women's volleyball. The women's volleyball season has officially come to an end. The Bees end their season with an overall record of 24 wins and 10 losses and a conference record of 13 wins and 3 losses. The Bees went 10-2 at home this year, going 9-6 on the road and 5-2 in neutral sites. Now, for those of you who don't remember, the Bees came in the CCAC tournament as the runner-ups with that 13-3 conference record. The conference champion this year was St. Xavier University with the Bees right behind both in the regular season and in the conference tournament. So a very good season out of the Bees, but it did not end at the conference tournament. The Bees made it to the NAIA tournament opening round, which was played Saturday, November 19th. So while you know everybody was back home over break, the Bees took on number two Jamestown in Jamestown, North Dakota. Jamestown was a very good team coming into the tournament with only two losses on the year. Jamestown took this matchup between the Bees and Jamestown three games to none. The first game was the closest game of the match for the Bees, losing 17-25. to Then Jamestown brought the hammer down on the Bees, beating them. 25 to 9 to take a two game set in the match. In the third and final game of the match between the Bees and Jamestown, Jamestown took it 25 to 12. So, although Jamestown sweeps the Bees, I mean, realistically Jamestown just was the better team in this matchup and it was truly just kind of nice to see the Bees make it back to a con- to a national tournament, I should say. As the Bees women's volleyball team was kind of on a drought heading into the season on making it to nationals. Obviously, the Bees have been pretty good at the conference tournament and making it there, but it was the national tournament which normally kind of caught the Bees by surprise and kind of, you know, got swept under the rug from them these past few seasons. So it was nice to see the Bees really turn things around, pick up, uh, you know, a conference at least runner-up, and still make it to the national title, or the national tournament, I should say. 
So to me, when I'm really thinking about it, 24 and 10 overall, 13 and 3 conference by the end of the season. I mean, to me, this shows that this women's volleyball team is set up to have some very high expectations for themselves, but have a lot of success in these upcoming seasons for the bees. A lot of young talent on the St. Ambrose roster, and a lot of you know girls who are going to be upperclassmen these next couple years that can really lead the underclassmen of future generations to really win games in the big time moments, maybe bring home an actual, you know, conference title and even make it further in the national tournament if the opportunity presents itself. And I I definitely think that this is a team that can do it. I mean, this is a team that shocked not only a lot of other people but myself. Um, you know, I knew that I knew that women's volleyball was supposed to be pretty good this year, but nobody really knew for sure just exactly how good they were going to be. And even as soon as that early season started, you know, you could kind of tell there was almost some some sort of magic in the air on this women's volleyball team. And it seems like that magic really just never went away for the Bees. Dawn Steinhauser was the head coach of the Bees this year, obviously, in her seventh season this year. And she definitely brought this Bees team to a place that it was it needed to be in. And I think that, you know, she's going to be able to build this program up more and more, as well as her assistant coaches and Lexi Flynn and Shelly Hawk. So I really like the way that this Bees team is going. I, like, I think they're heading quite rapidly in the correct direction. So it's just a matter of how long can these Bees stay on this path. Personally, I think it can be a long time. So now that women's volleyball has kind of wrapped up, a new season has started up, and that new season is the track and field teams for both the men's and women's teams. So the men's and women's teams both have some pretty big expectations set for themselves. Um, Both teams are looking to make it back to the conference tournament in which, you know, they were very successful, the Bees were, last year in the conference. Even the national championships, a few just individual members were sent to nationals last year. And so, you know, guys and girls on both the track team and the field teams, you know, whether it be the throwers, the you know long jumpers, whatever it may be, you know, both definitely have high expectations set, not only as a team, but for themselves. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know too, too many people too well on the men's side of things, at least. But I do know that there are a few you know, different guys on this team that definitely think that they can make a lot happen. For, insta- for instance, uh, Nate Long and Noah Mask are expecting to have really good seasons for themselves this year. Um, guys like Bryce Peacher, who was a senior this year, expects to really, really set himself up nicely. Will Reemsta, who had just great years, um... And even guys like Kyle Yule, who are sophomores, those are, you know, just some of the guys that I know of that are really expecting to have big years. So, oh, and Peyton Woods. Peyton Woods, uh, out of what I've been told from other people, have or just is he's just, he is expected to have a huge breakout year for the Bees in, you know, this upcoming season. For the women's team, it's a lot of the same. Um, people like Anna Dunn are supposed to represent the Bees quite well this year, outside of 
Anna Dunn, also Anna Miller, is supposed to have another great year. The two Annas last year were really just kind of leaders of the women's team, at least in the field competitions. Um, obviously, you know, the runners, the sprinters, whatever the girls may be running, are also supposed to have pretty nice years, especially girls like Jane Eldert and Riley Fortune. Apparently they are supposed to have some very big years. And two of two of the throwers that I have talked to, sophomores Juliana Jones and Ashlyn Utterback on the women's team, both said that they have some pretty big expectations for themselves this year. And they feel like these are they feel like this is the year that they can really throw themselves into a very good position on this women's team for when they are the upperclassmen next year. And they feel like they, you know, can just really have some breakout years and maybe put themselves in a good position in the conference. So it will be interesting to see how this track and field season shapes up. It starts out this Saturday at 11 o'clock a.m. in the WRC Fieldhouse for the Frigid B Invitational on campus of St. Ambrose University. Like I said, starts at 11 a.m. in the Rec Center Fieldhouse. Some of the other schools participating in this Invitational include Augustana, Grandview, Iowa Wesleyan, Missouri Baptist, Roosevelt, Truman State, Wartburg, and William Penn. So some very good competition to start off the season for the Bees in the track and field games. So, you know, just best of luck to them as they look to really start their season off on a hot note and pick up a big win in their own competition. Before heading to a quick commercial break, just a f- just one big note that just was released earlier today. It looks like John Kelly has been named the head softball coach here at St. Ambrose after the coach stepped down last year. So John Kelly has been named the university softball head coach, and he begins his duties December 5th. Prior to the job at St. Ambrose, he was the head coach at Cloud County Community College in Kansas for 20, the 2022 season. And then he was the head coach at Ave Maria in Florida from 2017 to 2021. He led Ave Maria to 81 victories in four seasons, including a 61-34 to record in non-conference games. So it looks like this new head coach for the Bees in John Kelly can definitely bring a big spark to the softball program as they get set pretty soon for, I'm sure, their winter practices into the spring season. For right now, that is the first half of this show coming up and after this short two to three minute halftime break I'll be back with more SAU sports. I'm Ryan Schistel and you're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KLA HD2 106.1 your exclusive home for San Ambrose sports on the air. Expecting a baby both of you can get off to a healthy start with Iowa's WIC program, a free nutrition counseling and education program that benefits women, infants, and children. From breastfeeding advice to free formula, juices and milk to immunization information, you may qualify for a helping hand from WIC, Iowa's Women, Infants, and Children's Nutrition Program. Call WIC at 1-800-532-1579. Sponsored by WIC and the Iowa Department of Public Health. Aired by the Iowa Broadcasters Association and this station. 
when my family found out I was on drugs, they were devastated. It was killing them, you know, it was killing them. It tears your family up more than it does you. My dad was frantic, and he looked at me and he said, we're not going to gamble with your life. I wanted to have my family back, and that's when my mother found Narconon. If you or someone you love has a drug or alcohol problem, call Narconon today at 1-800-468-6933 or visit us at www.stopaddiction.com. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air saving lives. Supplies are en route. Food is coming up in the convoy uh, about a mile and a half back. Roads are somewhat passable. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. Okay, we'll deploy the communications volunteers as soon as we get to the area. We're about 30 seconds out. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Copy number one. Message number one from Red Cross Evacuation Shelter. Can you hear us now? Antennas are up. Everything looks good. We are in communications with the Capitol. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. The Emergency Communications Center has been set up. We're on the air. Communication is good. Good job, fellas. This is W1AW out. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, I know. I, I just need to finish the sales report, and then I'll lie down for a bit. But shouldn't I... No, I'll be fine. You wouldn't ignore this, so why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly has trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Davenport. Welcome back into the studios of KALA on the campus of St. Ambrose University. This is the second half of Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1, and I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Just like the first half of this show, this second half has some pretty good sports talk to go around. To start off the second half of this show, though, I do regret to inform you that I have some heartbreaking news out of the world of the men's basketball program here at St. Ambrose. So the men's basketball season is currently on pause right now as you know news broke over Thanksgiving break. St. Ambrose senior center Patrick Torrey passed away while people were home on break and it really did just leave the whole St. Ambrose community just in shock. Um, KALA would just once again, like to send our condolences, thoughts, and prayers to Patrick Torrey's family, his friends, 
and the St. Ambrose men's basketball team. Um, I can say from firsthand experience that Patrick was a joy to call while he was on the court these past few years. Obviously, I only got to call his games last year, but you know he quickly became one of my favorite players on St. Ambrose's basketball team. Um, just always seemed to play with such a heart and such a spark that kind of brought the whole team up every time he hit the court. So, you know, we just we know it won't be the same getting to call these games without him and that spark he brings to the team. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, just everybody around St. Ambrose is, was so shocked when we first heard the news. Sometimes, even when I'm thinking about it, it just still shocks me. Um, you know, at first, St. Ambrose had canceled the basketball game the morning of September, or I'm sorry, November 19th. And, you know, everybody was just kind of confused. I heard some rumors that, you know, Trinity Christian is who the Bees were supposed to play, that, you know, they were having bus trouble, so they couldn't make it and needed to reschedule, stuff like that. But then I got a text um, from a friend saying he heard a terrible rumor and, you know, wouldn't tell us what exactly because nobody really knew for sure what was going on. And then I got just more and more texts. Hey, did you hear about, you know, Patrick Torrey? Did you hear about Patrick Torrey? Um, and just everybody was heartbroken. Nobody really knew how to react. I I thought that the information was false just because it seemed so far-fetched to even think about. Um, but, you know, it, it is what happened, and it is super sad. St. Ambrose held a vigil for Patrick earlier in the week, um, which was very nice. But, you know, since since Patrick's passing... This men's team has only played once, and it was just a scrimmage against the D1 school of Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville. So, you know, in that game, the Bees lose 89-54. to Again, it was just a scrimmage. Um, Grant Mason was the leading scorer out of the starting five for the Bees, putting up eight points with three rebounds and one assist, followed up by Anthony Mor- Andrew Morrissey, pardon me, with six points and two assists with four rebounds, and Javen Jones with six points, three rebounds, and two assists. So a very good game out of them. And then Amari Wills was the leading scorer off the bench with 10 points, two rebounds, two assists, and two steals. So a very good game out of Wills there. And once again, this is the only game the Bees have played. Um, Their games November 19th and November 22nd were both postponed. The Bees have postponed their game this Saturday, December 3rd, and their game on Monday, December 5th at Mount Mercy. Their, the Bees' next game, it looks like the Bees' next game for sure will be December 5th. So Monday, even though they postponed at Mount Mercy, the Bees will be playing at home against Calumet at 7.30 p.m. It is that makeup game from the 22nd of November at Lee Loman Arena. Um, it will be the first time that the Bees are home since Patrick Torrey's passing. Um, I will say, though, one big, huge shout-out that I I can't help but respect out of SIU Edwardsville is because it's an NCAA school, the game was actually being broadcasted on ESPN+, Plus, which, A, is super cool for the Bees, but during the first commercial timeout of the game between the Bees and SIU, um, the broadcasting staff put up Patrick Torrey's picture and sent their condolences over to St. Ambrose's community and the Tory family. You know, it is, it's one of those small things as a broadcast group that, you know, SIU did not have to do that, but they chose to, and it definitely earned a lot of respect from me and 
a few of the other people here at St. Ambrose for sure. So, you know, A, thank you to SIU Edwardsville for doing that. And, you know, in, in a weird way, I feel like Patrick's passing is going to motivate this men's basketball team a lot more because right now the men's basketball team is a one in five before anything like this even happened. And, you know, I think now they are going to be playing in Patrick's name. And I think that is going to motivate this team to turn everything around quickly and, you know, just play with all the heart and passion that, you know, Patrick would have played with, Um, you know, for the bees, he was a great teammate out of what I've heard, obviously not on the men's basketball team. So I can't really talk much about that, but you know, just out of what I have heard, he was a great teammate and just a great guy to be around. So, you know, again, just to Patrick's family and friends and the whole SAU men's basketball team, just, we want to send our condolences one more time. And we hope, you know, that, you know, you were not alone. Um, and that everybody just, you know, we're thinking about all of you, especially coach Ray Shevlin, who obviously coached Patrick all these years. Um, you know, just everybody, everybody is definitely going to remember Patrick Torrey's name, especially throughout the rest of the season. And, it would be big for the bees to really turn around and bring home a big next few games and really just a big rest of the season for Tory and his family in their name. So outside of the men's basketball team, the women's basketball team has also kind of suspended play, but they've jumped back in already. So the women's basketball team started out one and three and then moved to two and five, I'm sorry, two and four on the year before everything with Patrick went down. Um, the women's team suspended their games like the men's team on November 19th and 22nd, but the bees did make up their game from the 22nd against Calumet yesterday, November 30th, which was a big win for the bees, 81 to 40 against the Crimson Wave. In this game for the bees, the bees outscored Calumet in the first half by 39 to 5. At the end of the first quarter, it was 25 to 4 in favor of the Bees and then the Bees outscored the outscored Calumet in the second quarter 14 to 1. So an absolute blowout going into the half. Then the Bees won the third quarter 25 to 14 and then lost the fourth quarter 21 to 17, but it was enough for the Bees to win by a big margin of 41 points. The leading scorers of the day for the Bees were the two starters, Abby Walter and Janie Prestigard. First for Walter, she played 24 minutes, shooting 7 for 10 from the field. She put up 14 points as well as 5 rebounds, 1 assist, and 2 steals. For Janie Prestigard, in her 18 minutes, she went 6 of 9 from the field, and she also went 2 for 4 on free throws. Prestigard went 14 points. 10 rebounds, getting a double-double, and three blocks. So just two huge games out of Abby Walter and Jamie Prestigard, in which this was a team that needed to pick up a big-time win. Anna Plummer also got in on the scoring action, putting up 12 points with four rebounds and two assists in the game out of the starting five. And then Caroline Cool wrapped up the starting five with four and Mel Stewart with two. The top scorer on the bench... For the Bees in this game was Caitlin Thole, who put up seven points with it looks like six rebounds and a whopping three steals. So a big game out of Thole once again, who has come off the bench and really worked hard. And she has earned 
all the points she gets in the 15 minutes that she played in that game. So looking ahead now for this women's basketball team, this team will be playing December 3rd, so this Saturday at 6 o'clock p.m. at the Lee Loman Arena here on the campus of St. Ambrose University against Trinity International University. And big news, it's the first basketball game of the year on KALA. St. Ambrose's KALA, a.k.a. us, will be on the call for, for this game here on KALA, HG2 106.1. Uh, it should be a great game. I'm very excited to start up the basketball season on the air, and it just seems like something that I've been waiting on for a while now that football's done. We got our break over Thanksgiving break, but unfortunately with you know finals coming up and winter break fest approaching, it seems like this may be one of the only games we get to do in the first semester, and it's obviously, you know, not the double headers like we all love to do, and I'm sure people love to hear on the radio, but nonetheless, it will be exciting to get back on the air, do some live basketball games, and figure out a way to help get these bees to winning more games, because, you know, they, they both started off very slow, but seem like they could pick it up very fast. Outside of this game against Trinity International, the bees will take on Haskell at at 5.30 p.m. on Wednesday, December 7th at Lee Loman, and then we'll face off against Bellevue at 1 o'clock on December 10th. So it'll be a nice little road, or I'm sorry, home streak here for the Bees, as including the game yesterday against Calumet, it's a four-game home streak before hitting the road for two games, and really those two games are over winter break anyways. By the time we return from winter break, there aren't many games left to do um only a few home games and really those home games are only in the month of february so you know it's gonna it's gonna feel weird doing i feel like we've been doing less basketball games than last year but you know just the way that the scheduling all worked out and obviously with cancellations due to unfortunate circumstances um you know some of our games just had to be pushed back from going on air uh that's gonna do it for this episode of Crystal speak sports on kla hd2 106.1 I'm Ryan Schistel. Past episodes of Schistel Speak Sports can be found on KALA streaming services. Schistel is spelled S-C-H-I-E-S-T-E-L. Again, that is S-C-H-I-E-S-T-E-L. As always, have an amazing rest of your week, and don't forget to tune in to KALA HD2 106.1 this Saturday at 6.30 p.m. for the women's basketball game between yours, St. Ambrose Fighting Bees, and the Trinity International... University Spartans, I want to say they are. Could be wrong about that. Nobody quote me on that, though. That's going to do it for this episode. Have a great rest of your weekend. I'm Ryan Schistel, and go Bees. Oh, my gosh. Baby, let me... I did it again, so I'm going to let the... Oh, my Baby, let me love you down. There's so many ways to love you, maybe I can break you down.